I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Chansey. Chansey is one of the most genuinely iconic Pokémon from the original 151. It was legendarily difficult to acquire in the earliest games. It had a prominent role in the anime, a unique and memorable design, a rare and valuable trading card, and even a significant niche in the competitive game. In the past, when I've spoken about other cute pink normal types, I've always ended on the teasing note that there will be another monster later in the Pokedex to overshadow it. What is a Chansey? It's pretty tough to nail down, actually. Pokedex entries mostly talk about it laying nutritious eggs, which obviously puts one in mind of chickens. It doesn't look much like a chicken, though. So much as a pink blob with fleshy dreadlocks like the predator. Rather than being a specific animal or mythological creature, I think Chansey just represents the concept of motherhood and care. It is certainly an incredibly nice Pokémon. It selflessly dishes out eggs to care for the sick and needy, and it won't give those eggs to anybody with evil in their heart. As the name Chansey, and indeed the Japanese name, Lucky, implies, finding a Chansey is a real stroke of luck. In its original appearance, Chansey could only be found in the Safari Zone, and at an extremely low percentage. Once caught, it was invaluable, so it really lived up to the name. This was reflected nicely in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Chansey could appear in a lot of places, but it had a pretty low spawn rate until one got a catch combo going. Once a Chansey did appear, however, catching it would grant a huge boon in experience points. Chansey is probably most famous for its role in the anime. Being a healer Pokemon, Chansey is seen working alongside Nurse Joy in all of the Pokemon centers. This relationship was then reflected in Pokemon Yellow version. I don't think I ever caught a Chansey as a kid playing Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy. I wasn't overly fussed about its role in the anime either. What I remember Chansey most fondly for was the egg-catching minigame in Pokemon Stadium. I loved all of those minigames, particularly the way I could use my own Pokemon from the Game Boy cart in them. As of the second generation, if a Chansey is taken care of and leveled up with a high friendship, it evolves into Blissey. Blissey is a pretty textbook Pokemon evolution. It takes the concept and design of Chansey, adds some literal thrills, and bumps up the stats. The Pokedex entries are even more sweet than Chansey. It detects sadness and dishes out hugs accordingly. One nugget which can be gleaned from the Pokedex is that Blissey is coated with soft, fluffy fur. This is much less distressing than imagining it as a blob of naked pink flesh. As I alluded to earlier in this episode, and in previous episodes, Chansey and Blissey are mainstays in the competitive game. This is because they have outrageously high HP, along with some defensive and attacking stats which also aren't to be sniffed at. Chansey is infamous as a wall or tank Pokemon, taking damage and slowly waiting to wear down the opponents, much like Homer Simpson's tactic as a boxer. Interestingly, thanks to the Eviolite item, both Chansey and Blissey are both still popular with players. 
This made Chansey and Blissey also incredibly popular in Pokemon Go. The gym system in Go naturally favours monsters which can take a lot of damage, and how much they dish out in return is almost irrelevant. A Chansey or Blissey sat in a gym are almost guaranteed to stay there long enough to rake in some coins. In the fourth generation, Chansey's line became a three-stage evolutionary family. Breeder Chansey, holding just the right incense to set just the right mood, and it might make a little baby happy. If Chansey and Blissey represent some platonic ideal of motherhood, Happiny is the same for an infant. Round and cute and useless, looking almost like it's wearing a diaper. Like with all baby Pokemon, there are plenty of people to question how necessary Happiny's existence is, but it can be used to breed some good moves into a Chansey or Blissey, and it gives a cute starting point which can be evolved into a top-level monster. Friend of the show and Patreon supporter Andrew Rice has a full head of hair, so he isn't as excited by egg representation as I am. What's up Luke Loves Pokemon? It's your boy Andrew, here to talk about eggs. Yeah, because once again, not that long after we last just had to discuss eggs, we're talking about an egg carrying an egg. I mean, what's that all about? It's a bit crazy, isn't it? I mean, why would you have a giant pink egg? Anyway, that's a weird design, but okay, we'll go with it. But then you're going to make that Pokemon carry an egg? I mean... No one needs this many eggs. I mean, there was already five with Bleed and Execute or something, and now, now we've got more eggs. I mean, is, is this a thing? Do the Pokemon designers just bloody love eggs? Um, I mean, they're, they're useful, they're high in protein, but do we need this many egg Pokemon in the same generation? I just don't know. I just, I just don't know. But you know, it can heal your Pokemon, which is something makes it a bit different to the uh, rest. So, enjoy your eggs. Lovely healing eggs. It's no wonder Chansey and his family have remained popular for such a long time. They are cute and lovable designs, they're kind and caring healers, and they're powerhouses of the battling world. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Happiny was designed by Emmy Yoshida. If you're enjoying Luke Loves Pokemon and you haven't already, please head on over to the Twitter and Facebook pages, which can both be found at Luke Loves PKMN. From there you can see new episodes, rate and review the show, like and subscribe on YouTube, support the show on Patreon, or most importantly, get in contact about the Pokemon we'll be covering next, Tangela and Kangaskhan. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please say hi. I love Chansey. And remember, I love you too. Hello friends, Luke here. I've recently started uploading a new podcast project about the TV show Firefly. It's called Brown Pants and can be found on Twitter at Brown Pants Pod and is co-hosted by friend and colleague Matt Comagis. 
Fans of this show might remember him as the guy who got addicted to Voltorb Flip and never left HeartGold's Game Corner. He's delightfully weird, so I'm excited to see where podcasting with him can take me. To play you out today, here he is talking about the existential experience of playing Pokemon Go when it launched in America, but he was living in Japan. It's the Anarchist Pokemon, where a 40-year-old man who's probably a little too old to have gotten into Pokemon recounts his feeble attempts to do so. Dig it, G! I am your curmudgeon. I am 40 years old. I'm a little too old for Pokemon, and I had my run with Heart Gold. I'm back in my midnight rice field and telling you about one of those other times I thought that maybe I should get into Pokemon. Pokemon Go is a sensation for a month or two, and I think some people are still very into it. Good for you. Now, here's a weird fact. Pokemon Go was released in America before Japan. Now, I lived in Japan, and I, I was interested in that Pokemon Go sensation. Uh, you know, maybe the NSA or the CIA was using it to find out where you're going and where you are, or maybe they just wanted you to walk around. Uh, in either case, I do walk around a lot now. But I downloaded the thing because I had the American iTunes store rolling and I got the thing rolling in Japan. And I found nothing. It was not online in Japan. It was just me standing on a field of nothing. So I posted to Facebook or whatever and I, I did my existential Pokemon Go. I'm just, I'm standing in a field of nothing. The next day, Still nothing. And I made my second post. Here I am. Uh, you know, nothing is happening. There's nothing to do. This went on for a few days. I got bored of it. About four days later, they actually released the thing in Japan. And I never played it. Now, I have a few students and... Uh, they like to play Pokemon Go with a few of their Japanese teachers when it's possible. And I cannot get into that groove. I tried Pokemon Go, nothing was there, and I have not played it since. It may be a fantastic game. I really don't know. I am into existential Pokemon Go. You've been listening to the Anarchist Pokemon. Please send all hate mail to Luke, who loves Pokemon.